What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday, September 2nd, and you have reached the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast. I am your host, Matt Zwaski, a.k.a. Father's O, a.k.a. Southside's O. I got a lot of AKAs. I had to figure out which one I was going to go with there. Uh, with me, as always, Mr. Aldo Soto. Not to say the Cubs lost the war, lost uh, this past weekend against the Sox, 2 of 3. However... Shout out to Patrick Wisdom for showing out for me and completely owning the Damn, dude, you couldn't even get like two minutes into the show. You were you had that thing cocked and ready. That is go, all dude. I have, though. That is we have to celebrate I'm taking my Slack summer advice. Gotta celebrate the small victories because at this point, that's all we have. I mean, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more. And the good Reverend K. Fitz. I was watching uh, our school board meeting before this, so I figured tuning into our podcast is probably the least crazy thing we'll do tonight because there was actually a guy that prayed to a blood god. Um, So that happened. I was just waiting, though, for somebody to at least uh, go off on a tangent about Tom Ricketts because that's what I would have used the school board microphone for is to complain about Tom Ricketts and the blood. Blood gang guy, is he a teacher? <laughs> yes, but no. Okay, I thought he'd be like an academic advisor or something. Oh no 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 yeah yeah well, he's you know, yep. So it was a, he had a banner and everything though it was pretty. Uh, he had props. At least he came prepared. He um, we got a lot to talk about on the show. We're gonna recap the the Cubs White Sox series and the only way we know how. Uh, we'll talk about how badly these two jinxed them by going on the 108 show, and I got some. I got some feedback from that 108 show for you two, and you will listen to everything I have to say because I have a microphone. Um, but so do we. <laughs> do you, though? <laughs> um, White Sox are doing a little bit of a roster shuffle. We'll talk about you know what we think Tony's doing as they head into the home stretch here before the playoffs. Uh, Cubs are, yeah, playing. they're playing games. They're playing. they're playing. Wisdom, wisdom, they have equipment. Wisdom is now officially on my radar after the Cubs Sox weekend. And that Schleicher Schleichel guy, he's hitting pretty good too. Schleicher Schleichel, Schwindel, Schwindel. There you go. Your he's guy. Hitting, he's hitting pretty good too. So we'll touch base on that, and then we'll also see if Jeff Passan has been arrested for the murder he committed on Twitter today. <laughs> um. He could, he could murder someone in downtown Twitter and no yep. one will catch him. So that much, much more. As always, if you're watching us live on Wednesday night here, uh, go ahead, jump in that comment section. I know the White Sox are playing the Pirates as we record this. It's not that interesting. Watch the show while you got the game on the TV. Put the TV on mute. Jump in, talk to us. And if you're listening to us on one of the podcast networks, or venues or whatever you call it. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. But you should definitely try to check out the live show. Um, so all that being said, let's tap this cake. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. It's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee, so the whole league that we hear now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. 
Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. Take me out to the bar game. This is what you're waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season, make it all change. As always, the show is really brought to you by us. Uh, we're really pushing for those YouTube subscribers now. So make sure you're going. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. You know, you can turn on the bell notification, but you know we go live every Wednesday night. So, I mean, that's pretty simple to manage, guys. Uh, but make sure you're subscribing. Tell your friends to subscribe. Go to the Apple Store. Subscribe on all those products. Um, if you teach a class preferably of the high school age and they all have phones make them all subscribe to the youtube channel um yeah we gotta hit a thousand thousand youtube subscribers guys that's the goal so let's get that popping so uh the cubs and Sox played for the second go around this time on the south side of chicago friday saturday and sunday and if you liked offense Boy, did we got a series for you. That was actually a lot of fun. You know what? The games were way more enjoyable than I thought they would be. Yeah. They really were. And, I mean, even uh, the Saturday game where, yeah, we definitely need the Blood God to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Absolutely, Jack. That is a good call. Kevin, please get on that. (laughs) Um, But it started out Friday night. You had Raylo versus Samson. Uh, Runs were... A plenty as the White Sox won by two touchdowns and a field goal to two touchdowns with a missed extra point. 17 to 13. Um, that's fun to me. I like those games every once It in a while. is funny that you said it was Raylo against Adrian Sampson because the White Sox starter was Dallas Keuchel, I was who was trash. Not to, I was trying not to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We might as well address well, I mean, it. we have to. That was the yeah. I put out the poll question like right that night. Does Dallas Keuchel make the postseason roster? And it was like ninety to ten. No, dude. I know there's been a couple times this season where I've told people like Dallas Keuchel's not cooked. Like Jake Arrieta's. Cooked. I think you Dallas said it right before the start <laughs> last week. Yo, I might be changing my tune on that because <laughs> Keuchel just looked uninspired. He looked like he wanted to be any other place in the world but that mound. And I mean. Not for nothing. I know the teams are on opposite ends of the like playoff spectrum right now, but you still got to get up for a Friday night game full at house home versus the Cubs. Yeah, in a full house, like you got to get up at least a little bit. And he looked like he wanted to be anywhere else but that mound. And he was throwing like eighty-six mile an hour down the middle. But I mean, that's usually. I mean, I'm 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 no. Well, maybe I'm, I know a little bit, but I, a little, I don't know if that's a good formula for success is throwing 86 mile an hour fastball down the heart of the plate. I, I mean, and I, heard, I mean, honestly, it, they're pro hitters, but I don't know. It wasn't just that start. Cause I think uh, I sent out the, uh, I sent you the uh, tweet of the five starters. Uh, All those well, that's right. We, I mean, we talk about guys making excuses. Dallas Keiko for the past couple of years, has been a guy who's 
Well, when he struggled, he's made some I, excuses. And I don't mean to cut you off, although, but like he, those excuses have been wild too. Like, I think he's blaming out, outfielders, outfield, the, like the defense. Yeah, he's blaming shifts. He's blaming outfield. He's blaming everyone else besides Dallas Keuchel. But sorry, although, go ahead, finish. Oh no, but, I mean, and that goes to the other point. Like, it it wasn't just like the Friday start, and it hasn't just been like one start here, one start there. Uh, Jordan Lozowski, like he put out the numbers for the second half. He has like an ERA close to seven. He's been awful. It's been bad. He just he he really just he looks uninspired. Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about his fiance coming after people in DMs, but if that's true, <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, brother! Alex, Wait, Alex, what is this? Yeah, Alex, you know, message me on the side, Alex. You know where to find me. Wait, no, Alex. He if also, you're bringing this to the show, you gotta bring it in the chat. Yeah. He oh, also man. Too. Because he threw us, what was an 85 mile an hour fastball that Patrick Wisdom hit to the moon. I was just going to say, Patrick and Wisdom took his uninspiration out. 450 feet and almost put it on the Comcast stack. Which means that's all wisdom power. None of Keiko. Right. Keiko none of that. So whew, that just, that actually, I didn't even think about that. I was that. actually that's just going to say, like, Patrick was, after this weekend, Patrick Wisdom 100% is on my, that dude's got some raw power. He's also extremely handsome. And he is. He's a, pretty, he's a very good third. The White Sox tested him at third base. He was getting fucking missile after missile shot at him over there, and he was he answered the bell every time. But uh, that four hundred, it was literally four hundred and forty-eight feet in the first inning off of Dallas Keuchel. But as someone who's watched almost every White Sox game since they moved into this new guaranteed Comiskey Rate Park Stadium, whatever. Um, <laughs> if Brian Goodwin would shift into the Goose Island, I wouldn't have gave up that bomb. <laughs> um, really I I have never seen someone come that close to putting it on the Comcast kids deck. That's that area up there. They got like yeah, a little field. Yeah, left center. Yeah, in left center, and the kids go up there and they play around and mm-hmm. shit. Like I have never seen anyone come that close. And I mean, homeboy was just missed it when he hit i was at a fantasy football draft when he hit that and there's a couple of my buddies that are cubs fans we're all just sitting there every cubs fans Sox fans everybody there was just like damn like that was a serious bomb dude serious bomb. even even the biggest cubs hater around had to put up some respect for patrick wisdom ken wo even was like holy shit i mean that was that was a monster bomb it was a monster bomb and i mean <laughs> Guys like Ken W.O., they just – anybody that hits bombs, they're all about. But Keiko leaves the inning after one inning pitched, giving up seven hits, five earned runs, one walk, one strikeout with a five ERA just because they were – it was like a mercy <laughs> pull. But, man, was that – it was just – it was so bad on so many different levels. I just – I don't know. He looks so uninspired. There, to me, there's no way – if he makes the playoff roster, it's as the long reliever. But see, that's the thing because I don't even know we saw at that, that game, Ronaldo yeah. Lopez is already that guy. Yeah, oh, Ray, yeah. but that's the yeah, good point because Raylo comes in five innings pitch, perfect, no, no hits, seven Ks. Yeah, I think it was five perfect innings. I think yes. it was 15 up, 15 down. And he looked, dude, Raylo, since that uh, LASIK surgery, LASIK. it's <laughs> still LASIK. hilarious to me that it took this fucking long to get this guy LASIK surgery. They, they need to make that a card in MLB The Show, like the, 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 the LASIK card. You get a LASIK, bonus or something. LASIK Raylo, yeah. or, 90, 94 overall. <laughs> or at least paint on his catcher's finger something that he can see for Pete's sake. Jeez, oh, Pete. Like, <laughs> apparently. He's been incredible. 
not seeing the numbers is why he wasn't throwing strikes. So I mean, you guys heard him not throw down like a glowing finger or something. You guys heard that? Yeah. So you you heard that interview? Did we talk about it on the show? No, no. I just I I but I don't necessarily really think that they that... Well, no. They asked him how the LASIK has helped him improve his pitching. He's like, my mechanics are all still the same, but now I can actually see what pitch the catcher wants. <laughs> Here's me going. Why did they not fix? Even without LASIK, why are you not doing whatever you can to fix that? Why aren't right. you using additional signs? And I agree. And, okay, with you. They're not doing this stuff. He didn't tell them that he couldn't see the sign in the first place. Giggle, like, giggle, 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 Three run, three run, Jack. Gavin fucking cheats. Right. That's my new guy, dude. I'm. He is well, taking and, magical. Spot. And I still disagree with you, Alex. <laughs> I, think I think it's a BS excuse because if he didn't tell the rest of the team that, and they didn't do anything to try and at least adjust to that. Then he kept that to himself and is now using that as an excuse now that he's pitching well. That doesn't it just doesn't make sense to me. I get again, if you can't see the signs, there are other ways to get the signs. It's not like you can go full body signs from a catcher. If you can't see, you tell them I can't see, and you do something about it. So he either kept it to himself, and which sucks because then they couldn't make an adjustment and you left them out there to dry, or he's just now like, Oh yeah, this is why I'm pitching well, even though it really is a change in mechanics or something, or just confidence. But, I mean, that's the weird thing because I swear to God, early in the year, he was still struggling. He was walking a whole bunch of guys in AAA. And I know the ball is different or whatever, but he was still looking bad. And just when he came up, he was, I don't know, something, something's been clicking for him. Yeah, but he it wasn't said, the right thing. He said he couldn't. So, like, you know, the catcher throws down the hand signs. He said he wasn't really sure what the catcher was throwing down. So he would throw something in the middle of like a fastball and slider and hope that it, <laughs> and so it turned out to be meat. And that's why he was getting rocked. That's and dumb. If it's, if it's, a, sorry, if it's dumb. a pride thing, it's dumb. If it's a coach missing something, that's negligence. How, do, how would the coach know he can't see unless he tells him? Exactly. I mean, do, don't the teams do physicals? I think I forget who brought it up a few weeks ago. Like, isn't that a thing you can see early? Like in I spring training? I will say this, though. Baseball players are strange creatures. Rayla, they, how many fingers am I holding up? <laughs> yeah, right. If they believe something is making them play better, then even if it has nothing to do with reality, they're going to – I think that bunny tails being out for a hitter leads to home runs. Now, is that really true? Probably not. I, I, I don't know. I haven't done a scientific study on it yet, but I believe that when a guy goes to the plate with a bunny tail by accident, he's going to hit a home run. You know, whatever these guys believe, they generally give them the confidence to believe that, but I just – I don't – I don't see how how someone being blind and not seeing signs, which would piss me off as a catcher, getting crossed up all the time. I'd beat a pitcher's ass if it kept crossing me up and not throwing what I call. Like a catcher's going to beat someone's ass eventually. So I don't know. Like I just don't believe that. Again, a, a catcher, if you throw, if a catcher throws down a one and you throw a, a curveball or a slider or a two seamer and not a four seamer, a you're going to get them hurt. B the catcher's going to be like, dude, what the hell? I just called this. So that's a weird. This I don't is know. Funny. So Alex says I, he wouldn't put it past Don Cooper not to notice it. I <laughs> picture a scenario where young Raylo goes to Cooper. He's like, yo, man, I can't see. And Cooper's like, that's bullshit. You can see fine. Get the fuck out there. And then he never <laughs> said anything again. Like, he, so I think Alex, like, he walks so past, I think he walks past Dan the... Cooper. He walks past Dan and goes, ah, hey, Ricky. And then walks by, you know. Yep. What? So, so Alex says he got it in, midway, in mid-May, the LASIK surgery. I'm looking at his numbers. In the month of June, he had a 9.16 ERA. Takes a minute, dude. In July, he had a 5.79 ERA. Getting better. And then after that, he was called up to the Sox, and that's when he's dominated. Yep. He was just saving it. <laughs> I mean, whatever it is, good for him oh, and bad for Lewis Dallas Robert. If you If you believe it, 
it makes it so sometimes, man. That's the weird part about sports and athletes and creatures of habit and routine. So what, you know what? If it was the LASIK that gave him the confidence to believe in himself, then it was the LASIK that gave him, that gave him the magic powers. I used yeah. to think pro wings made me run faster too. So, uh, but you do have a, a Keikel issue because that dude is, in essence, a, a blowout innings eater at this point. I just have that, to ask you again, though. So at this point, your prediction, does Dallas Keikel make the postseason roster? It's I can't justify it right now. Yeah, because <laughs> because the thing is again the the rotation is set like it's the four other guys as long as they're healthy it's those four guys you don't need a fifth starter in the postseason right and it's just at that point all right who's going to be your first guy like long relief guy and at this point how can you not go right now with the Lopez over Dallas Keuchel but right. forget about the experience or not who's pitching good right now who's pitching well it's clearly one guy right mm-hmm. I mean. The, you you referenced that tweet earlier. If you put all the White Sox starters since the All Star break next to mm. each other, it's like good, really good. Oh, that's great. That's good. Oh, what? <laughs> it's it's he stands out like a sore thumb. I mean, oh, lo- and love if him, you hate, hate him, whatever you think about Dallas Keuchel, I, I challenge someone to give me a legit argument on why he should be on the playoff roster. Well, you know, and you know, who, you know what makes it worse. You know, whose whose statistics since the All Star break makes it even worse for Dallas Keuchel? Really? Dylan Cease. Well, yeah. Well, he's been a his numbers since the All Star break are incredible, um, compared to even the rest of the league, not just in the White Sox rotation, which is mm-hmm. again three, four guys now that are popping up on the top ten lists. He has been really good. So you've got a bunch of guys hitting at a high level off the bump, and then you've got one guy that's like he's kind of that albatross, that's kind of like. You know those guys are competitive and they want to have the best starting rotation in baseball. And they're like, "Come on, man! Can you not give up seven runs and six runs in the first inning?" Now that just killed our ERA for like two weeks. Right. Gio's gonna have to go throw a smoke ring for for seven, and then you know when we get, <laughs> you know, when Cease goes out there, he's gonna go shut out the Pirates. I mean, well, that's not too bad, but all of a sudden you gotta get two, you know, two shutouts, right? Just get it back down from Keiko. And these guys want to have the best staff in baseball, and they want to have like a, a number that shows that, and you know, you know, statistically, so. That's and also here, kind of a fun little game within the game. And here's the thing: like Keuchel's next scheduled start is Friday against Kansas City. He'll probably go out and throw five great innings against fucking Kansas City, and people will be like, "Oh, he's fine." It's Kansas City, man. Like, come on. I mean, it's the Cubs. <laughs> Sorry, one of the no, worst. Well, teams no, <laughs> that's very true. I guess, yeah. I mean, that that's a very valid counterpoint. Right now, Keuchel's other scheduled start is Thursday, September 9th in Oakland. That's not going to be pretty. Well, we saw what happened in Oakland last October. Right. (laughs) That that kind of seems like the beginning of uh, Dallas Keiko, maybe not that. And I I know he's had lingering back issues, and I I definitely don't need to make excuses for him. He gives out enough by himself. But, like, I don't know, man. I don't. Do you have concern that if he doesn't end up on the postseason roster, he's going to create a negative kind of situation for the group, the collective, as they head into the postseason, which is obviously the most important thing. I would hope. He's on the roster compared to winning the World Series. I would hope as a someone that has been toted as a clubhouse leader, someone who has won a World Series, someone who's been – praised for his mentorship towards younger players that he would be a fucking man and just admit it and move on. All that being said, yes, that concerns me. I can totally see him being the type of guy to call up his favorite reporter 
and be like, let's do an interview and just trying to talk a ton of shit about everybody while, no. they're, while they're in the playoffs. Second question on this. Do you think that if he were to do that, some of the inner sanctum stuff that he would probably like, you know, kind of trickle out there would be Tony LaRusa related, which would be easy pickings for the people that might jump on that too with, or at that point, do you think even that group of Sox fans would be like, shut up Dallas. We got work to do. Like, that's what I'm curious. Cause if he used no. like, like his little, like, you know, Tony said this one time, do you think the LaRusa, the groups that doesn't like LaRusa in the fan base would be like, Oh, or they'd be like, Shh, we don't do I don't, I don't think Dallas is dumb. I think he knows that if he wants to get them, if he's going to go this route, which again, I really hope he doesn't, but if you're going to, if he's going to go this route, I don't think he's dumb not to know that if he wants to get the most out of it, he'll bring up some LaRusa dirt. Cause he knows as soon as he says Tony LaRusa, the fucking pitchfork carrying mob that hates everything that Tony does will blow it up tenfold. And I think he'll go that. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it, go big. And that's him going big is so just be like Tony told me he hates Cubans or something like, you know what I mean? Like he'll just say something crazy like that, which would be a death sentence on this white Sox team. Cause that's the, 90% of the roster. But the only thing I could see from Keiko, I don't, I don't think it would be anything during or before. Um, Cause I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to have a good idea what the playoff roster is going to be like maybe a couple of days before, you know, the playoff start or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he'll be like, I don't, I don't see, I don't envision like a story coming out before or during the playoffs, but I could see like after, like say the white Sox win, right. That mm-hmm. win it all. Like fucking great postseason, they win the World Series. But Dallas Keuchel at no point is on the postseason roster. I can see like later on, like December, January, whatever, just sometime middle of the off season. I forget who the Blackhawks player was in one of their last Stanley Cups. Who was like, yeah, I was kind of cheering against him because I didn't, I wasn't playing. Right. Like I like and and, and Ke- I can see Keuchel making like a similar remark and then hiding behind. Oh, I'm just competitive. I wanted to be out there. Well, that's true too, <laughs> and I would hope. A majority, because I'm, I don't dare say all, but a majority of Sox fans would be smart enough to be like, "This is a man who's scoring right now. Like he's just talking shit because he didn't make a playoff roster." You know what I yeah. mean? Like, and I think Alex is right. I don't think, I don't think any of this would happen. Honestly, honestly. I, I, yeah, I, I, I think. Whoop whoop! Kevin, you turn your echo thing on. Mm. No, now it's gone. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just whatever. I think we're spending a little too much. Time. I don't. I really don't think he'll do it, but Kevin brings up it's definitely a possibility. I mean, it's not cool that his lady's blowing up people's DMs, <laughs> telling people not to talk shit. But that's a good point. There's money involved too. He can the organization controls whether he gets another twenty million in twenty twenty three. You know, true. so. But I mean, a, I think at this point, I, he's I not try. getting that. If you don't make the playoff roster, there's no uh, way. He's not. Yeah, I think. I think. I think at that, at this point, the Sox are like, God damn it, we still have you for next year. <laughs> but so I want to bring up another. Well, we get to well. So that was Friday, Saturday. The White Sox just couldn't hit where the shit. Cubs showed up to play. Cubs won seven to nothing. Hells, uh, shut out by the dude, the nerd that we used to copy off in science class. That's yep. the best. They was it was the pre Hendrix Hendrix, and he's the nerd that we all used to be like, bro. Um, it was as a Sox fan, it was insanely frustrating to watch that game. But you know, good for the Cubs for showing up. Lance Lynn after the game, one of the things I really appreciate about him, he's just like, shit happens. It sucks. I got my ass kicked today. Fucking chalk it up and 
let's go do it again in five days. But now he's on the IR. But anyways, uh, and then Sunday the White Sox realized like, oh, shit, we're playing the Cubs. And <laughs> they won 13-1. to uh, The big stories, two things I want to address. One, Yasmani Grandal's back, and he's good at baseball. No. Uh, I was told he's bad. Eight RBIs on <laughs> his first game back on Friday night. A great welcome home, welcome back night for him. Uh, they showed a stat in this Wednesday night Sox game. His OPS is like top five in the American League. Yeah, but Zoe's only hitting like 200. He sucks. But he gets on base. <laughs> Why do we like him? Because he gets on base. You don't know baseball, Zoe. You got to hit the ball again. <laughs> yeah, and then he... Tonight, Wednesday night, he actually hit a bloop single into right field, which you might as well go buy a lottery ticket because that shit don't happen. I think Josh Nelson nailed it perfectly right after the sign. It was like, Sox fans have no – they're not going to know how to cheer for Yasmani Grandal, even though he's going to be great because the Sox have never had – look at Abreu. Abreu's always been great. He's been a great hitter, but he's not really – he's never been a look high OBP guy. Mankata. Yeah. like It's like, guys – you're, the lineup can become so dangerous when you just have a guy up there who at any time can just like walk twice a game yep. or something. And even when he's, when he's not hitting, he'll still have, he'll still get on 35% yes. of the time. That is so, so like important in, in terms of a long-term uh, dissection of like what you look for in a lineup. And like when, it, when you go through ups and downs, it's like, if you have that one guy is just always, you know, even when yep. he, when he's hitting 200, but he's still getting up base 38% of the time. That is super valuable. Run creators. Run creators. Yes. It's, again, people neglect the run creators in lieu of the the big fly guys. And hey, a guy like Ron Ball. You mean you like guys that hit the ball out of the ballpark? Sure. But, I mean, those guys. Like, are, no, that's Grandall. Grandall is the perfect. Yes, he's the Grand- three outcome guy. Yeah, well, and, and the thing is, though, though guys that sometimes they do that roller coaster, right, where they're right. there and they disappear for two weeks at a time. They don't help you in the big stretch. Even when you're bad, finding ways to have value makes you what we call a well-rounded baseball player. You're not going to be your best all the time. Just like a guy in the bump is a pitcher because he might not have it that day and he finds ways to get out. Get out. The guys like Rondal are going up there, and even when they're struggling, they're valuable because they create runs and nobody seems to at least in the hit ball very hard throw ball very hard you know throw right. that ball fast group they don't understand that it isn't just about runners in scoring position and rbis and home runs and even ops it's about how many times can you get on base move the line and does your actions provide your entire collective roster an opportunity in the lineup to bring runs in and put runs across the plate and and he does that so well and that's why a lot of people the meatballs were the ones that were upset I mean, that's right. how you can kind of sell the meatballs. If you didn't like Grandal and him taking walks and finding ways to get on, even when he was struggling, you're that meatball. No offense, guys. Yeah, I love you anyway, but yeah. that makes you a meatball. He's Sorry. sitting at a four hundred, an over 400 OBP. And if you want to talk about balance, he struck out 66 times. He's walked 63 times going into the game on Wednesday night. Yeah, but and he's hitting he, two tens, though. He stinks. Right. <laughs> but when he hits the ball, it goes over the fucking fence. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing that cup series. And he from both sides of the plate. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and he's a very, um, as I'm, as I'm saying this right now, Rodon apparently just forgot how to pitch for a batter and Grandal's blocked like four balls in a row. Like, and he's a good defensive catcher. Like he's not the best, but he's better than, you know, Sebi or Zach. And 
it's very it's a very good thing that he is back in this lineup. Oh, mm-hmm. speaking, I'm glad you actually brought up uh, uh, the catchers because uh, you know the rosters expanded September one. They brought up uh, uh, what's the guy's name that looks like Beef Loaf that you think looks like Beef Loaf? No, he looks like Beef Loaf. Uh, <laughs> what's shit? Fuck him. Uh, him and uh, Billy Hamilton. Now, now, did you did you cancel Kevin Sheets? Did you cancel on the show last week and then he was cut while we were live? Did that happen? No, it was during a few days later. Uh, it was like a day later. later. It was um. You hashtag Dundam. Romy Gonzalez. God Romy damn. Gonzalez, and then they yeah. and then Billy Hamilton then cheats is up with Jake Lamb DF nah, or whatever. Zach, man, I'm done with Zach. Exactly. Who wasn't who Zach. wasn't brought back up, Zach Collins? Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of telling. Kind of telling. That's all I can say about that. Mm-hmm. Did you have yep. to wait ten days to call somebody back up after they've been sent down? So that also. Mm-hmm. Might so there's another. Mm-hmm. Damn it. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, never mind. We'll we'll wait another ten days. I Alex still think he's. Yeah. I think he's like another ten days. How long ago was he sent down though? Yeah, it's yeah. been about seven, dude. It's been like a week. Yeah. Or, or it's seven. been like five days. I think it was last Friday yeah. before the. Cups in three days was... when Roman gets sent back down to Michelle's high school reunion. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was a reference. So speaking of like the call ups, are you worried about any of these injuries at all? <laughs> so. The so Lance Lynn, I think, was the Lance Lynn, no. Lance Lynn, no. Lance Lynn, it's inflammation. That's take two yeah, out of the <laughs> fucking bastard. No, he's fine. That's a 10-day vacation for Lance Lynn. That's your, you've been great okay, this fucking okay. season. We need you at 100%. You got touched up by the Cubs. Go crush just, some bush. Go drink 30 racks of bush with your boy Zoe. Relax, <laughs> and you'll get back for the playoff You know, run. The Tim Anderson one is a little concerning. It's been lingering, right? Because yeah, it's been a couple it's, of weeks. And it's, a, and it's a hamstring. Yeah, which is hamstring a soft is like the ultimate lingerer. Yep. Um, Tim is no stranger to. He likes the spotlight. He likes the camera, and that's one of the reasons why we love Tim. I'm not saying like this is a bad thing, but for him to go on two separate stints while the White Sox are at, like in arguably the peak of their popularity in the last. 20 years is not something I see him doing lightly. Tim Anderson, 1000% barring a major injury will be on this team come playoff time. But I don't like Kevin, like we were talking about earlier, I don't want it to get too long where all of a sudden now he's still trying to get his timing in the playoffs. Like I need him to have at least like 15 games before the playoffs, you know? And so it is a little bit concerning, you know, some people are like, oh, they brought up uh, Romy just to see, like, what he – no, Romy's up, one, because he's tear the ball, the cover off the ball in double and triple A this season. Two, the White Sox are going to have to make a decision after this year about Cesar Hernandez and Larry Garcia. And if Romy can do what they do, but for a shit ton cheaper, and now they can go and get a fifth starter because Keiko blows, you know what I mean? Like, they're – there, this could be a trial for Romy for next year, is what I think it is. But okay. the TA thing, I wouldn't say I'm concerned. I just say it's it kind of sucks. Hamstrings suck. Yeah, TA's a one of those guys that plays at 110 percent every game, and when something hinders that, it, it's painful to watch. The good, I guess, the only good thing about that being a hamstring, I think, early in the season. Uh, you know, when he like stretched out at first base against the Angels, I think that was also a hamstring injury, but I think he also only missed uh the 10 days, so like that wasn't a thing that was long term either. Right. Um, so you know, hopefully, this isn't uh 
anything past the 10 days. And then uh, Lucas Giolito, uh, I think his is a hamstring too, right? That was scary. But the I fact think he's that, gonna he's gonna get yeah. skipped at least one star. I think Larusa said, which I'm good with. That's fine. He, they didn't go to put him on the 10 day, which is a good sign. And I mean, if you look at the White Sox upcoming schedule, they go three games in Kansas City, which rest whoever the fuck you want in those games. But that then they got a, a pretty tough six game stretch where they got to go to Oakland for three, and they get Boston at home for three, or whoever's left playing on Boston because that whole team could, keeps getting COVID. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> And then you get the Angels for three. Angels suck. You go to Texas for three. They suck. Detroit for three. They're whatever. And then you finish the season with a five-game fucking series in Cleveland, two versus Cincinnati, and three versus Detroit. So the, the White Sox have a pretty good starting with those games with uh, the Angels at home. They got a pretty good stretch of games that they can they can afford to rest some guys before the playoffs. They, and they could also afford to – get guys in there to ramp them up against not the greatest teams in the world to work on their timing and, you know, things like that. But uh, the series against Oakland and Boston, I mean, it sucks the timing wise, but I'm not mad about it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. fine. Uh, kind of breaking news here. Uh-oh. Oh, um, on the White Sox broadcast, they just showed uh Raylo warming up in the bullpen when is weird because he's scheduled to start on Saturday. He's throwing a side pen. Maybe just there was getting his pen in. Now he was late. Something maybe kept him in the maybe in the rehab room or he was just. They do that. Pen. They do that during the game. Like, and I mean, it's the Pirates. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness! Shortstop for Pittsburgh just almost put a ball in the fifth row on a throw to first. But anyway, okay, what what inning is it? Is there anything wrong with Rodon? No, it's the bottom of the fifth. I, I'm okay. pretty sure they went into this game with Carlos on a. A pitch count anyways. He's 77 pitches right now. I mean, yeah. so and I mean, he's, he's getting there. He's pitching, he's pitching really well. Um, this last inning, like I said, he, he had a little control issue, but whatever. I mean, he, he's, he's touching high nineties. Like he looks fine. He's fine. By the way, but, Yuan Mankata, 16 game hitting streak. They're still terrible. Yeah. That's another, it's like <laughs> the day fans realize that average home runs and RBIs are no longer the end all be all. To baseball, it's terrible, though. Yep, he doesn't yeah. care. He's lazy. Rodon, see, thank you, Alex. Rodon did look like cheeks. Good word, looked like cheeks last <laughs> inning. So they might just be ready. He might just be like, Yeah, I'm done for tonight. Take me out. What is this? Is is was his first start or is this his third start back from the IL, dude? Third start, and he went okay. into Toronto against arguably one of the best lineups in baseball. And oh, he looked great, good. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not worried about Carlos, but I'm also. Health hasn't exactly been Carlos's uh, top attribute. I mean, uh, speaking of that, I think we're getting to the point where we're getting to just teams are getting – or pitchers are getting kind of fatigued. Uh, we saw – the Lynn thing is definitely a – that shuts you down for a couple weeks. Yep. But, yeah, I mean, with Rodon, with all these guys, Lucas Giolito. L- Lucas Giolito probably could have been like, hey, the perfect timing for you too. <laughs> Let's get right. you like a week off. Yep. And if you hear that noise in the background, uh, all those actually hosting uh, unlicensed dog mud wrestling tournaments at his house. Um, I was so, asking to blink twice if you're okay, Aldo. Yeah. Sound had- <laughs> he's. I think you muted yourself so this, the noise would go away. Yeah, he definitely muted himself. He's yelling at somebody right he's now. Yelling at the dog. Right <laughs> With the dog in town. All right. So <laughs> I have another thing though. I have a. I have a beef with you two. And I need to address this because it's been bothering me now for a week. 
eating away at me. Now, before I start, I'd like to point out that I am rocking this nice new 108 shirt that my guy, My Sock Summer, who you should all go take selfies with, uh, sent me. Now, you two. They sent me a sticker once. You two went on the 108 show, which is great. I'm very happy you guys went on the show to be represent the Cubs delegation. Um, you know, I was happy to watch the game or watch the game, watch the show. Show started out, it came out of the gates hot. My Sox Summer and Beef Love just one by one, just tearing into your boys, though. And you two just giggled along and went, nobody stood up for me. Mm-hmm. Kevin? Wait, did yeah. you, wait, 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 wait. Did you, did you want us to? Did, I mean, I didn't disagree with anything they had to say. So, so we have to cut you down to build you back up. So right, far. Right. It's, it's, it's the carrot to dangle, really. The fact that Beef Love used that to throw it in my face a couple days later, like, yeah, so your own boys don't even stand up for you. They're on our show, and we're just ripping on you, and your own guys don't even stand up for you. I mean, motherfuckers. They were really good. I mean, they had some good hits. They were, I mean, they were, I mean, they didn't miss. They were really. You no, I mean, this was a sabotage. We were vulnerable. Well, we, we had to talk about the Quintana trade. We had to talk were, about the Cubs rebuild. I we were don't vulnerable, give a fuck though. if they came up with the fucking Eddie Murphy from Raw set worth of rips. <laughs> you stand up for your boy, <laughs> guy. What the fuck? So they walked us downstairs to the basement. Like, like they did with Tommy and Goodfellas. We had to be on alert. We didn't know there was a tarp laid out. It was already, you know, we, we were just minding our P's and Q's at that point. We were in, 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 in a territory. And, and again, they, they really hit really well. I was them. distracted by the Beanie Baby talk. I don't know what was going that on. It was weird. Very sexual. So, you know, I felt uh, a little tech. A little tact, a oh. little disappointed. Well, you know, and- I'll promise you this, though. The next time, you know what? Because we've had Beef Love on twice. Uh huh. So we'll get Treasy on and we'll get uh, My Slack Summer on next. We'll get him. We'll get, well, first we have to get My Slack Summer on. Gotta we'll get, get him in, in our, in our show. Just mm-hmm. four, four against one or three against one. And mm-hmm. let's see what happens then. I mean, uh, unless the intern shows up, make it four against, you know, four <laughs> against one. So I tried to, uh, like even the score and like beef loaf tweeted out a picture of the section of 108, you know, when everyone's going crazy. Those pictures are awesome, by the way. They're like most like Renaissance era, like chaos pictures. It's like the back of a highlights right. magazine. It's like circle yeah. when you see the people you recognize. Right. But I'm like, oh, look at all those handsome people and my sock summer. And I was like, ah, I got them. And then I was like, <laughs> that's not me. I don't want to do that. I like those guys. But which, which of their insults hurt the worst? I don't even remember. I blacked out. I got so angry, I blacked out. I'm just kidding. It, it's fine. I mean, if anything, it was my Slack <laughs> summer making fun of himself. Really? Um, <laughs> no, I'm just very wrong. For the record, I am completely fucking around. But um, uh, I don't know. We had a good time. I mean, all no, you I guys did. You guys did a fantastic job on the show. I was laughing my ass off that whole I time. Like it was great. The sh- the shtick kept going. I did. I did pull what we normally pull on this podcast. So I did basically drink a half a bottle of high West double rye during that time. But I, my girlfriend got me a smoker for our anniversary. One of those drink smokers. Those things are and dope. I, I just kept trying to like test it out. Like, so I just, Oh, this one, I'm, let's try another one, but you don't want to waste it. So drink no. it, do it again. again if, my- you're, if you're a whiskey guy, go get one of those smoking kits. Cause they are fucking awesome. All the different- cool, it's cool to look at too. Like, it's just huh. cool. I did figure um, out that, uh, probably smoke weed out of it too. If you put the weed in the bowl, it'll, uh, I don't I know. Figure out. Beef Loaf is like one of the biggest jinx going on in uh, White Sox Twitter right now. Well, can't he talks about Patrick Wisdom? 
Patrick, beat- Patrick Wisdom goes off. Uh, beat- you know, there was the whole Andrew Vaughn talk early in the year, and then Andrew Vaughn got hot, and then Andrew guys- Vaughn. Or no, and then Beef Love bet on Andrew Vaughn to win Rookie of the Year, and Andrew Vaughn sucked for the past two weeks. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it, wait, wait, wait. Is his name Beef Nightingale? <laughs> you, guys, you, you guys remember the first time Beef was on the show, right? Yeah, I didn't want to bring it up when we were on the one away. I was like, Beef, remember the first remember, time we, yeah. why we why we had you on? Because Beef put out an article saying how he wants to trade Luis Robert, and I was like, that's the most asinine thing I ever saw. I was do, like, you know, do you remember the player you the wanted show. to get? No. Look up the stats for no, Eugenio tell- Suarez. No, oh, look no. up the stats oh, for no. Eugenio Suarez. No, I don't even really look it up because I know it's terrible. <laughs> I know he had a terrible year this year. Uh, but, yeah, no, I love those guys, obviously. I think you guys were fucking fantastic on the show. I was cracking up the whole time. Um, the Beanie Baby running gag was fucking hilarious. You guys <laughs> played that really, really well. Um, what was I going to say, the Fuck. Your feelings were hurt. No, I'm good. No way. I completely <laughs> forgot. Uh, Patrick Wisdom, Beef Loaf, Dean Jinks, Waste uh, no. Robert, Beef Loaf wanted to trade him. Uh, uh, Cup socks. Frank Schwindel is your best friend. I completely uh, forgot. I had something to say too, and I completely, I completely fucking just forgot. What about else? It. Kevin Williams, oh. Beanie Babies. Oh, oh Beanie Babies. I know. Uh, I know what it was. I know what it was. So <laughs> I put out a tweet saying, like, you know, my whole goal in doing the show, doing everything is just to spread positivity without being corny. And I feel like I've ventured away from that. And some people actually DM me, is this because they made fun of you on the one wait? No, it's not because of that. <laughs> the reason why I did it though is because uh Michael Kopech threw like a shitty inning. You know, he had a bad I think it was against Toronto. He had a really bad inning, mm-hmm. got shelled, whatever. And just Completely, you guys know me for shits and giggles, just trying to get a quick laugh. I tweeted out, who broke Michael Kopech? Just completely joking around, whatever. Uh, the amount of responses I got talking very, like, over the line mean shit about his baby mama and his son being in attendance at that game, like, oh. made, it made me want to fucking puke. Like, it was, I got, I don't know why, but it just, it made me, like, legit like upset like i was just like what the fuck is wrong with these people they don't know these people and like some of the things people were saying were just fucking awful and no this isn't my first day on twitter this is, i'm not new to the internet you must be new here i know how it goes but i don't know why this one just kind of it just kind of hit and i was just like, and i started like going back and forth with some of these people and then like it hit me and i clicked on one of their profiles and i saw like Again, another one that's never had an original tweet of their own has like six followers. And I'm like, this dude just baited me into like a 20 tweet back and forth, like stupid. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, this ain't who I want to be. Like, this is fucking stupid. So that's where that tweet came from, for those of you wondering. And I appreciate the DMs from people that were concerned. But yeah, that's where that shit came from. But fuck, man. People just ruthless, dude. That's what's like, with with Kopech. Like he's a, always. It wasn't even funny. It was just like me. Like, that's the thing. Like with Kopech, like he's sadly he's like always gonna have that. Like no matter what, because of like the 2020 sitting out, because of like the things in his personal life, uh, the things even before, like when he was still with Boston, I think when he was dating that uh, that whoever the reality TV star was or whoever. Mm-hmm. Just uh, just because all that was like out in public open, and then. 
He's no matter what he does, even right. the White Sox fan, and he gets the final fucking out with the World Series or whatever. Right. They'll be like, "Oh yeah, but he's like fucking soft." Oh yeah, but uh, Vanessa, whatever her name is, yeah, it's like left arm. Like, like, he's got weak in the knees because of that. And it's like, dude, like people, Sucks. holy fuck, man. But uh, hold on, I'm pulling up his game log because we do got to talk about Mike Kopech because. He's had like a couple where like, whoa, where did this come from? Yeah. Oh, here we go. So it was, yeah, it was the Toronto game. Four hits, five runs, five earned, a homer, and one strikeout on Thursday, August 26th. The White Sox ended up winning the game 10 to 7, but uh, I mean, he ran into a little bit of a freight train. Marcus Simeon has been fucking having one hell of a fucking second half of the season for the Blue Jays. Sox legend. Oh, I keep forgetting he was on the White Sox. Do you remember who he was traded for? Uh, PV, right? Nope. Jeff Samarja. Oh, that oh. makes it so much better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got one season of the shark. <laughs> and I mean, that was, but since then, he came back against the Cubs. He threw uh, one inning, gave up one hit, two strikeouts. He pitched Tuesday night against Pittsburgh, one inning, two strikeouts, clean inning. He's going to be fine. Like for the. Hey, I don't even, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Yasmani ground all again, finding ways to be productive in failure. Yep. Grounds out to score Jose Abreu from third base. And then there was an E6, and he is on first now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that was with, oh, that was with two outs. Oh, scratch that. Okay. So. Yep. But um, oh, it was, a double play ball. was it a double play ball? Yeah. How was the how close was it at first? Mm, it's so had, it's had, zero. Had, it's literally two speed and MLB the show ground all. <laughs> It was, the, the right. it was the, yeah, it was the throw. All right. Um, different credit then. My bad. I thought I thought maybe he was I just was reading. Right. But we should like we should make this an internal drinking game for the show. We love running jokes on the show. Anytime I say these guys aren't robots, you gotta drink. Because I feel like I say it every fucking week. Cause he's not exactly. a fucking he's not a robot. He's think about it, Zoe. Imagine the day that we get to where like these guys are robots. It's gonna be yeah. pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> be good. <laughs> And someday the metal ones will come for you. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm on their side. I'm just saying these current players right now are not fucking robots. <laughs> I mean, everybody seems to like to shit rather quickly on the White Sox bullpen. I think that's mainly due to the amount of preseason hype that this bullpen had. You know, they were supposed to be the super pen and all this shit. Like, well, I mean, the good thing for Soxman is that at no point for the rest of the season, and especially when it matters in the postseason. Craig Kimbrell doesn't have to face the Cubs again, so that's good. <laughs> that is good. He actually he's looking. Did you see good. the numbers? Right. Like versus Cubs, giving up four home runs versus everyone else, like one. <laughs> it's it's. He looks like a completely different person. It's weird, and I was laughing. Uh, you know, people like to keep bringing up the point that oh, they're fucking up Kimbrell by making him pitch the eighth. He doesn't know how to pitch the eighth. Yes, I understand there's a mental aspect to being a closer, but it shouldn't fuck him up that bit. So when he came out against the Pirates on Tuesday night and threw a clean eighth, I think with three strikeouts, uh, P. Knowles from uh, Twitter tweeted out like, how could have that been? It was the eighth <laughs> inning. And I said, someone right before he went out, someone told him it was the ninth. It's the only way, only explanation. Scoreboard operator like flipped up the nine. Right, real eight, quick. Right? now i do think there, like you said like there's like the mental part of like oh there's the ninth and the eighth is just like maybe yeah. the adrenaline distance there however last year when he was struggling and he was demoted from the closure spot 
he was pitching as the setup guy when he got bright. Like in September when he was like amazing again, he was basically the setup guy. So, and here's the thing, honestly, let's be honest. A lot of those guys really don't know what inning it is. Right. Just go get loose. Okay. Like some of them are, I mean, I could not to bust chase it out much, but I can tell you right now, some of those guys are in the clubhouse for four or five innings. And they know like there's like a, a time. Hey man, I need you to get out there roughly at around like the hour and a half spot to start getting yourselves mentally prepared. I've gotten, I mean, over the course of the years, I've gotten texts. Like, I know that he's in the fourth inning. I'm like, what are you doing on your phone? Like, but that's what they do. They're like, oh no, I'm good. I'm on the bike right now. I'm staying, I'm getting warm as I get ready to go out there. We threw, obviously you do your pregame stuff, but some of those guys get out there and they might not know the inning. Like, so the idea that Kimbrel struggles because, you know, high leverage situation is a high leverage situation. He knows he's got to get three outs. Nobody's on go. And so I think that, I think that's maybe like a more of a simplification of an, of an actual problem. And it's just a mental focus thing in general. He just had a bad night and he had a few bad nights. Like he's, he's not a robot. I also yeah. feel like I also feel like the mental part for that. I think it's more. I think it's more switched. I always think it's like you bring up the setup guy to okay, you bumped up to the you're the closer now. I feel like those guys struggle a lot more than the inverse of like okay, we traded you to a team that already has an established guy. You're going to be the setup guy. Like I always think back to right. Latroy Hawkins, like That's a amazing setup man with the Twins for years. Like that wasn't like a oh he was good for one year. Like it was years he was great with the Twins. Then he came to the Cubs, became the closer in all four of his. Could not handle it. Right. And I mean, I'll. it stuck with me for some weird reason when they were doing one of a billion interviews they did during the game, during the Field of Dreams game, they had Liam Hendricks on. I mean, why wouldn't you? He's a fucking phenomenal soundbite. And they asked him, like, you're one of the most intense pitchers in baseball. Like, is it around the fourth or fifth or sixth inning when you, like, turn it on to start getting ramped up? And Liam's like, bro, I'm just chilling out here until they call and go, Liam, start getting ready, and then I flip it on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and he said that without hesitation. Like, it's just, yeah. Like, it's not like he's sitting there pacing back and forth, like, putting headbutt through walls and shit. Like, he's at a party in Elsip. Like, he's just fucking <laughs> – he's ready to go. You know what I mean? And like, he, he knows how to try. These guys are fucking professionals, man. And yeah. And he's done this for, again, I, it's, it's an over, over simplification, simplification for the general people that are just don't, there's no explanation for them on their, on the tip of their tongue. So that's the, that's an easy go-to. That's like saying that KB couldn't hit because he got hit in the head a couple of years ago, and that's why he's struggling. Like I'm so impressed with act- you right now. That's not the oversimplification. That's an oversimplification of it all. It's not really the case. But with with what Kimbrel, he's a professional. He's a closer, man. He knows how to get outs. Just some days it doesn't work. There, there is a new drinking game where anytime you bring up KB, we drink. That's fine because it won't be very often unless it's a home run while we're live. I, feel, I bet you still work him into every episode. Look, well, from the one away, there was. Uh, I haven't brought up the other guy either about thumbs down, so I've been doing pretty well. No, from the one away, the last we're, week, we're that, time there was a good barrage of KB, and like I think everyone got drunk after like a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I did. I, I was not the first one to mention on the one away. In fact, no, I did. They baited, they baited you on I, that one. It was I, we were thirty-five <laughs> minutes into the one away before uh, my sock summer actually said the word Chris Bryant. I actually did not. I, in fact, if you go back and listen, I actually said that guy. I called him other names other than himself for almost the whole breath. And then, then obviously getting in the conversation, then the name came out, but Oh no, I did. I thought I'd, I was actually cognizant of it. Cause I know that there was like a, how long will it take? And it was my sock somewhere that brought it up. Not me. So I don't know if that even counts. I didn't bring it up. I know you got, no, you got baited. Lurie legend is just fucking bringing in RBIs 
Like, well, you know, I mean, the record when he Sox when he win. Yeah, as I was oh, gonna say, Sox yeah, win. Get down. Fuck. Sox win when Larry Legends in. So Larry Garcia starting right fielder. Game one. Uh, so, no. come on, he he's a winner. I mean, maybe actually. <laughs> well, one thing you don't know, like B Good's been good. Angle uh, maybe might come back sometime. Yeah. I mean, that's Adam Engel is the reason why I do have some concern about Tim Anderson because they're both hamstrings mm-hmm. on aggressive players. But just go two man outfield. <laughs> Luis Robert playing right and could cover it. Yeah, his after his game on Tuesday night, he could absolutely cover it. And if you're a White Sox fan and you don't stop breathing every time he hits the grass. Dude, I'm so glad. I think he knows. Because after he makes catches now, he just smiles real big, and it's like, <laughs> Wait, what are we thinking about? It's going to – Andrew Vaughn's going to be starting in right field. Yeah. It's going to be it's Eloy, true. Robert, and Vaughn. Yeah. yeah. Shoving around out there. So I'm actually cool if it goes Eloy, Robert, Vaughn, and then you have Sheets as your playoff D8. Sheets just hits the shell ball. Say that and fast three times. Sheets hits the shit out of the ball. Sheets hits the shit out of the ball. He sheets hits the shit out of the ball. Hits, hits, hits. Out of the balls? Wait. That didn't come out right. No, oh. he hits the shit out of the ball. And he's a lefty, a big lefty bat in that lineup that they desperately need. Um but speaking of angle, has there been any word on his it's, he's they said he possibly could start his rehab start like next week. Maybe. Are they even are they even really having games anymore? That's really late to like in, right. in the season to kind of be ramping up at that point. Right. Okay. It's just, that's, that's gonna be up against the clock. I don't I don't know. Remember his injury wasn't like a straight hamstring injury. Remember it was like something weird? Like mm-hmm. blood got somewhere where it wasn't supposed to be or something. Oh, yeah, wasn't it blood in the bicep or something like no, that? No, that was Carlos Rodon that was a couple Rodin. years ago. But no, Ingles got like something in his groin. Like, I don't know. It was fucking weird, dude. I just hope he gets, you know. Yeah, he heads to Charlotte this weekend. Thank you, Alex. Okay, yeah, okay. So. All right. But Brian Goodwin's been – oh, Ray Lowe's in pitching now. Um, He's been – but Brian Goodwin's been – he's been good, dude. Like, he had a good hit tonight. Like, he's been timely hitting. He hasn't fucked up in the field. He's fast, you know. It's a weird problem to have that the White Sox all of a sudden have like five, like average right fielders that they need to figure out what, <laughs> what they want to use. Um, I was doing the Twitter Space show with uh, Josh from Sox Machine earlier on Wednesday, and I was talking about how the Pirates got Reynolds, and I was like, "Yeah, Reynolds was one of those guys that I would have loved to see the White Sox trade for. He could play right field." And um, Josh, who's very plugged in around the MLB community, said that someone told him they wouldn't be surprised if Reynolds got moved in this off season. Now, that's a guy. That's a guy I would love in right field for the White Sox. But then that causes all kinds of weirdness in this lineup. Like does Vaughn play first full time and Abreu go to DH? Cause you got to have Aloy and left. It's weird problems, man. It's a but, nice problem to have. Oh, I'm not Great problem to have. I'm not upset oh, about it. It's the just, great thing is it's better than Adam Eaton. So there you go. Yep. Yeah. Well, Remember when that was a thing? Remember when they tried to sell us that that was like a big off-season signing? <laughs> Miami really oh, Miami really wants Reynolds. 
Mm. Fuck you and your it, gift it, You know why it would make sense for Miami? Because he's still it's very low cost. It's yeah. I don't think he's even he's literally batting right now as we're talking about him against Raylo. No, Brian Reynolds has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Alex, you can't sell me on a dude and then just shit on my dreams in the comment section. <laughs> You're the, you are the reason why I'm pumped on fucking Reynolds, dude. That's what Alex likes to build you up and then Bam! he detonates that charge at the base of your foundation of your argument. And then yep. he's the one that actually made you there. It's entrapment, I say. It's entrapment. He's the reason why I went on the radio, too. And Oh, he lined out to Eloy. I thought that was getting down. And look so, at Look at Raylo hitting high 90s. Anyways, go ahead. So, Zo, one month to go, I mean, big lead. Obviously, I mean, the home field, I think you guys are, well, like, game back right now. Uh, um, are you, what are you worried about? Anything? Just stay We talked healthy. about TA. We talked about TA yeah. the hamstring. Like, you want him back to get, you know, at least half a month. Just, just staying healthy, man. That's what it's all about right now. Um, would like to see a little bit more consistency out of the bullpen, but Raylo has really been providing that. Um, the White Are you Sox worried about right any now, like one, postseason matchups, two, like teams? Three. You can't. Everybody that's gonna, I feel like MLB right now is so fucking top heavy that mm-hmm. the teams that are gonna make the playoffs are all they all legit have a shot. I know who's getting I, hot right now. Tampa Bay. Well, like in, like a wild card team, the Mariners. So the Mariners are getting hot. The Reds are getting hot. The Padres you know? fucking suck. Oh, the Padres. Um, oh, and my the Brewers, God. the Brewers are right now taking it to the Giants in this series, proving that Bro. they are also terrifyingly the Brewers uh, are this, very, with their very pitching. good team. They have the horses and the starting rotation, like you just mentioned, and they have just good Christian Yellow just had a shit year. And mm-hmm. they're still doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's gonna I mean, this year the Cubs, this is the first I've say I could say probably the first year. I mean, it's been a while since Cubs have been in the postseason. <laughs> but um, uh, I can tell you this is the first time in a long time that I can remember where I was like, the Cubs are out of it. I don't care. I'm actually pumped for this postseason. Like, I am I am watching everything that's unfolding with each of these, these contenders. And it sounds like and it feels like a lot of these teams are starting to hit that. They're starting to hit that stride. And you're starting to see the pretenders fade away, like the Mets. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the Braves are kind of hanging around there, too. They're not awful either. But, you know, you're really seeing teams like the Brewers, um, the Reds. I, we've talked about it on the show a million times. I've, I, every year I feel like the Reds are a powder keg waiting to explode. I always feel like they're the most dangerous team in the NL Central just because they might figure it out. You know, the problem for them is they've never really figured it out. And all of a sudden they're figuring it out and they have a really easy schedule down the stretch, which might make them pretenders in the postseason when they face like a, you know, a, a more of a, you know, a Dodgers or, a, you know, Giants or Braves or even Brewers. But mm-hmm. they actually are pretty good against the Brewers too. So it, it's, it's great to see baseball – have I mean the top heavy is a negative watching regular season games because games like tonight I mean the Pirates is, this should be right. a blowout fans aren't really going to show up tonight to that game it's kind of like do you really want to go now can I give you my tickets yes. I'm busy kind of blah you know it's and it's not a reflection of like laziness or anything it's just like it's so that's, top that's Dallas Keuchel mentality I don't like that. <laughs> I can tell you though, Sox fans are excited because we haven't had Absolutely. a team like this in years. So even on a Wednesday night game against Pittsburgh, they're showing up. And just to tell you guys, this is the first time I've opened windows in this house in like a month and a half. It is a pristine Ooh. Chicago summer night. Somebody opened up the dictionary you know, after you- after the one away. This isn't an attendance joke either, but like because uh, that's a low hanging fruit. But the attendance, what do you think the attendance is tonight? It's not a sellout, but nineteen thousand. That's not actually too bad for a Wednesday night. Actually, right. that's not, not bad, bad at all. For, against a for, team that's 
terrible. A dead, yeah, a dead in the water team. So I that's should not, say not at all actually. against a team that has no, like the Angels are terrible, but you'd still go watch Otani. You know what I mean? The, the I respect of- Brian Reynolds though. Yeah, I I'll respect watch- him when he's on <laughs> our team. I go um, watch Jason Walkman inherited runs and then give up a sack fly for the other inherited runs, then get the out. So he has a zero well, ERA. We're talking more about the playoff, dude. Like the the Reds split a doubleheader today, but the Padres lost. So now, if the season ended right now, the Reds get the wild card spot. The oh, Padres wow. don't even make the playoffs. Wait, what is that? What is that? I thought they were. I thought they were up. They were up like a game or like two or three games. I thought at one point. No, they're up a half a game on the Padres in the wild card right now. Um, but they were. They were like actually. They had a two or two and a half game lead a couple days ago. Another sneaky ass team that's only two and a half games out of the wild card are the fucking Cardinals, man. Team that was the same record as the Cubs when the Cubs blew everything up and then they didn't. Yeah, the Cardinals are Cardinals have the same record as the Phillies. The NL wild card is going to be fun. The NL wild card is going to be real fun because you have the Reds, the Padres, the Phillies, and the Cardinals all within two and a half games and all going for it. The Mets are at five and a half out, but that that's a fucking train ride. I'm pulling for the Mariners. Um, and then in the AL, you have the Red Sox. You have the Oakland is one game behind the Red Sox. Well, the Yankees have a two and a half game lead as the top wild card spot. Then you have the Red Sox. The A's are one back. The Mariners are three back. The Blue Jays are four and a half back. Um, and then it drops down to Cleveland at seven and a half. But personally, uh, I don't think they'll do it, but I'm rooting for the Blue Jays. I just like it's been no secret on the show. I like that team. Um, Cubs are 13 back. I mean, they're not out of this thing yet. They can go on a run, though. It can happen. Beating the Twins tonight. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes, Justin Steele, by the way. If we do talk Cubs for a second. The man that we talked about as the porn star name on the 108 the other night threw really well. In fact, he went. Steele's going to be good, though. You you remember his name. Five, write his name down. Five innings pitched, one hit, no runs, three Ks, three walks. Boom. Justin Steele, write it down. Write it down, though. Write it down. Justin Steele with an E. Mm-hmm. Justin Steele is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Keegan Thompson, not so much, but Justin Steele, yes. Um, Mariners like, are, like you said, Mariners are creeping in. They're only three games out of the wild card. Would love to see the Mariners make the playoffs. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, they haven't made it since what? Oh, one, right? Right. I'd love to see the Mariners. Mariners right now are sitting at a minus fifty-six run differential <laughs> Holy shit. for the season. <laughs> they're in it. They're in it. They're in it, baby. But they're in it. They're they're fucking in it. They got a lot of good kids on that team. Uh, should be interesting. I was I gonna think, say, well, what's their fun metrics though? That must be high through the roof. They're, they're pretty fun. They're a pretty fun <laughs> team. They're pretty fun. Um, another <laughs> crazy stat though: Wander Franco has a, like a thirty-two game on base streak. Dude, the fucking Rays, man. Rays, Just every year. He took Chris Sale Oppo Taco today for a home run. Like for a kid, that dude, he's impressive as shit. He's very impressive. And the Rays, on the other hand, are sitting at a plus 171 run differential. Astros are plus 172. The White Sox are plus 141. Uh, Most Dodgers, because of Keiko. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> the, the Dodgers, who are your NL wild card one right now, have a plus 212 run differential. What are the Giants? Plus 141. Same, literally identical to the White Sox. Fucking yep. Giants. Mm-hmm. Atlanta's plus 89. And I mean, the, the NL West race is huh. basically the Dodgers and the Giants. I mean, yeah. the Dodgers I mean, the Padres are just 
Oh my! It's it's unbelievable how much they've just fallen off a cliff for the past two months. How? Like this is a all their pitchers got hurt and they're or we hurt or bad. Except for Blake Snell's been good for the past like two months, but you Darvish has been horrible since like June and injured. I just uh, don't get how they do this every year. They put together these monsters on paper and then they just suck. I mean, I'm telling you, the Dodgers just killed them the moment that the Max Scherzer trade. Remember, yeah. Max Scherzer Trey was going Scherzer, to the Padres. Going to the Padres, yeah. No, you need to say Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, because people Trey Turner should not be just a right end. Like, but I don't think Trey Turner was involved in the involved deal in the for the Padres. Padres. I'm just no, saying. Yeah. I'm just saying from like the start. Once that happened, and they got Nightingaled, <laughs> and yeah. it was like, whoops, nope. He's going to the Dodgers along with Trey Turner, one of the top shortstops in baseball. The Padres just died that day. Yeah, that was that could be. I mean, imagine that. I mean, it, it shouldn't be that way, but yeah. I mean, and you know, Salty Dan. I know he's probably listening to this, and I, uh, I'm glad that he got to hang out with Willie P. By the way, from uh, White Sox Twitter, oh, they, so. they met up at the Char- uh, Padres game the other night. But um, we haven't seen Willie since, so I'm pretty sure he lost both kidneys and he's in some sort of uh, dolphin bag out uh, in the Pacific. But it is. Uh, it's cool to see that that kind of stuff happens. But the Padres are really. They're just. They. They have a tough schedule. I mean, again, they have to run a little bit of a, a gauntlet um, down the stretch too. And they're they're using Jake Arrieta as an actual option in their starting rotation. And he got hurt, and then they're putting him back into the actual. Rot- they're, they're going with a guy that has not actually seen the f- the fifth inning since I, I feel like like since the 2016 election. I, I mean, it, not really because he was in 2016, but it's been forever. He so been what Alex says in the comments, they weren't that close to Nash GM linked it to the media to get the Dodgers off up their offer. Hence why all those said they got Nightingale. Right. Well, that's the thing. Uh, obviously yeah. the, the, I mean, the Padres were, they were in on him at whatever, if it was a good offer or not, they right. wanted Max Scherzer and the mm-hmm. Dodgers are like, all right, fine. We'll pay up. And then they got him and they yep. just, it is. I'm just thinking about. It would be like if Lance Lynn and Tim Anderson were like if the Sox for whatever reason were out of it, and like, all right, A's, he's going to the A's, and then all of a sudden, nope, going to the Mariners or think something about, like that. Think about this for the second too. Think of the butterfly effect in this too. Because again, you got Max Scherzer going to the Padres. Say that actually goes through. So that means the Scherzer, uh, Trey Turner deal obviously won't happen because here's what if, right? The show on the Marvel show on Wednesday nights. Here's the what if. What if it's a great show? Uh, Scherzer, Scherzer doesn't go. He goes to the Padres. So now the Dodgers finish what they were close to doing at the time, which is Chris Bryant, Craig Kimbrell. That was the trade that was also very, very close. That happened when the Scherzer trade with Turner that ended everything. So if Scherzer goes to San Diego, the Cubs could have very well have made the move there, and that would have been a double move. And imagine some of the prospects you're going to get from the Dodgers in that kind of a move. I mean, look at what obviously Scherzer and, and Turner brought. So that no was one better than Nick Mandrigal. That's true. That's true. But um, the Kimbrel, I mean, Kimbrel, I mean, what they what they got out of that? I mean, what the Cubs got out of the the Canario? Is it Canario? 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 Alexander Canario. The, the Cubs got for fantastic right now. He's killing it. So, I mean, that works. But I mean, the what if is just it's, it's so interesting to think that how what is the butterfly effect of that? Like, it wasn't just one thing. It it affected so much in the league, and really the dynamic of the league by that actually being the Dodgers that made that move happen because they were, they were balls deep in the KB Kimball trade. I can tell you that hundred percent for a fact. Um, so that's a, that's a whole other like thing that was just, it's like, what if now, you know, uh, Dave Roberts becomes captain America now because he got, the, 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 
But this yeah. is also a good point by Alex. The Padres just can't beat bad teams. They're 8-11 and 11 versus the Rockies. And the reason why I want to bring this up is because they're, oh, the White Sox only beat the Twins and the Tigers and the Royals. <laughs> no, that's what you have to do to have a good record <laughs> in Major League Baseball is you have to beat the shit teams. The Tampa Bay Rays finished the year 18-1 and one against the Baltimore Orioles. Why do they have such a big league lead in the AL East? Because they beat the That's why. Get on bait. Oh, wait, no, never mind. Shit, wrong one. Yep, wrong 18 one. and 1. Sorry, I just heard the cadence. Yep. But. <laughs> and how about the Devil Rays? Alex is the one that brought this up. I had no idea the Devil Rays are the king of, like, trading away dudes just before they hit that, like, that I suck mode. Although it is Snell did throw good the other night. Um, Blake Snell's been a lot better the past. Like, he's been like their best pitcher in the yeah. second half of the season. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, I, it seems like they, they'll trade someone away and it's like. Well, the one, guy, the one guy I was completely wrong about, and that was the trade that happened before 2020, was Tommy Pham. I thought Tommy Pham was going to be a great pickup for the Padres. He's been like, ugh. He's been average at best. Another Vegas boy. Mm-hmm. Jesus oh, At the same time. Uh, I think Cronenworth, that he was in the trade. He's been pretty good for the Padres, and he was with the Rays. So I get the scouting report on Jose Abreu is bust him inside. He just got hit again. Dude gets. Mm-hmm. I want to know how, who leads the league and hit by pitch. Can I look that up? We'll I think it's Ty France. Is that a stat you can look up? I, I was watching the Mariners game. I, I was watching the Mariners game Tuesday night, and he got hit by pitch. And I think they said he was leading the league. Maybe, Curry. I think. Jonathan India from Cincinnati Damn. and Mark Kana. Can I, can oh, I? Is it Canna? Mark Canna, yeah. He has 22. Where's where Jose Abreu in that equation? Uh, I don't know, but I know that last year's league leader in the American League was only 12, which makes sense. But 19 was 2019. He's, he's at 22 already. Rizzo got hit 27 times in 2019. So Rizzo got hit 30 times in 2015. Like I said, I get busting these these guys in. Like, whatever, but... And Rizzo three times since 2015. Mm. Wow. And Geyer, Geyer, Gomez, Gomez, Gordon, and Laurie. Here you go. Abreu's tied for fifth, or now he's in fourth because he's at 17. Rizzo's at 18 this year. Ty France is at 20. Oh, oh there we go. That's It was 20. That, then he got to 20. Yeah. Abreu's you know, at 17 right now, fourth mo- or fifth most in the league. It's so interesting scrolling down the yearly league leaders and hit by pitch for both leagues. As you continue to scroll down and you get roughly around like, 1991, mm-hmm. Gary or Joe Carter got hit 10 times, led the American League. Bagwell got hit 13 times. In the year before that, Glenn Davis got hit eight times and led the league in hit by pitch. Right now, currently, the leader is at 22, and they're still. Do you know what other stat Jose Abreu leads the league in? Rabies. Grounded into double plays. Oh. <laughs> so you guys went positive, and I flipped it on you. Yeah, he's, uh, he's in the lead by – one over Juan Soto. But if you look at this list. Not of Jason players, Hayward? No. So if you look at, here's the list of the the top 10 players ground in double plays. Abreu, Soto, Arnado, Donaldson, Staten, Mancini, uh, Vlad Guerrero, Bell, Olsen, um, Martinez, Farmer, Grichik, uh, Segura, and Alonzo. All good players. It just means they, they fucking make contact. You know what I mean? And they bet third or fourth in the lineup. You know, I was thinking, like, for those teams, I was thinking about playing MLB The Show, like, doing, a like, a season mode. I look at the stats. I'm, like, number one in double plays. Why? Because 
I obviously have the highest on base percentage in the league. So right. you, you're going to get a lot of that when you're Jose Abreu. You're number three and you have a whole bunch of guys on base all the time. Like the more opportunities you get, it's a higher chance that you're going to hit into dope plays. Yep. Exactly. So the ball hard happens. Oh, Ryan with the sick. You got a burning on Jason Hayward. Hayward can't ground into double plays when there's no one on base in front of him. No. Smart. 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 But he still gets paid. So. Uh, <laughs> still gets $25 million. <laughs> yeah, that's grumpy. That's a bit of an anomaly. Do you guys got anything else you want to touch on? Uh, I mean, we're I mean, we're looking at that, you know, the stretch run for the Cubs too. I mean, this is this is uh they're getting some guys that are gonna get some looks. They, you know, they're they're gonna be if you're a Cub fan. You know, you're watching, obviously, we're at this place where we never thought we'd be, which is having to, you know, actually truly keeping both eyes on our minor league system, which I thought was always going to be just keep one eye on that and just one eye on the regular major league team that's, you know, worth $3.6 billion. So you would think that they would be a better product, but you're going to see some guys coming up getting getting a little bit of looks here and there, and especially pay attention to the arms. You know, you might not get some of the big names called up to, to swing it, but, you know, Schwindel hit another jack today, a guy that we, I mean, got for free. I mean, Patrick Wisdom was like for like a like a shopping cart full of baseballs, and then they got Schwindel for basically nothing. He was DFA'd by the A's. He was playing here with the Aviators. Went up, got one home run, hit one homer, and then was sent down when uh, um what's his name came back. So uh, I can't remember the name who came back. Uh, not Listello. Was it Listello? No. Someone for the anyway. He got sent down. Um and uh, oh Moreland. I think it was maybe Moreland. And Cubs got him for free. Nothing. Hey, what's up? And he is. Killing it. He is a he actually does a really good job of shortening up, hitting the ball the other way. Um, I've seen him multiple times sit back and just punch a baseball through the right side on, on a shift too, which is great. So if you make a mistake and you don't hit your spot, he's making him hurt and then he's leaving the yard pretty frequently. I mean, Patrick Wisdom's hitting a home run every 10 at bats, I think, right now. And then you've got Schwindel who's starting to become one of those one of those dudes. And it's kind of cool to watch because he could have been one of those dudes. I I mean, he was a, a high draft pick, and he had all the potential in the world too. And just maybe the maybe the their their trash will turn into some sort of you know Patrick Wisdom esque magic. And I love I love watching guys like that do, you know do well. How can you not? How can you hate that? Guys that have been underrated their entire career going out there and wait who who's this guy? And he just keeps doing it. And and Wisdom you know keeps doing it. I know Aloha, Mister Hand, by the way, thinks that Patrick Wisdom is a flash in the pan. That that he is uh, what Gordon Beckham is that what he called? No, who did he call him? Uh, no, what's his name? Who called? Not Gordy Beckham. Uh, Gordon Beckham. Palka. Palka. Yeah, Dan Palka. Uh, I would respectfully disagree there because Wisdom has shown he's very good in the field. True. Very good defender. Yeah. He's, he, I'd say the he's only the only thing that worries me about or damn it, guys got me thinking about Polka now. Uh, Patrick Wisdom is uh, he's striking out forty percent of the time. Like there is a reason that he's thirty, and this is the first time he's had a full season. It's because mm. of that. He's always had the power. Um, if he can, like that's the thing. It's so like because you can deal with it. If this guy is slugging five hundred an entire season, if he gives you five hundred at bats, he's slugging five hundred. You'll take it. Absolutely. Just like get that strikeout rate just a little, like thirty six percent, maybe not forty percent. Alex, yeah. I'm gonna throw some shade at it. Just nothing like Yerman. Yerman, nothing he's like way beyond no. the Yerman Dixon line right now. He he passed the Yerman. Yerman was Dixon good for one month. Months ago, yeah, that's, that's one month. Like I said, wisdom he's can play the field. Get bats in now at this point. Wisdom can play the field. Yep. Kevin, I don't know if you see him because he really got brought up. Uh, I think he started a few times. Uh, the first baseman, though, I've been excited for him because I, I first heard about him a couple years ago. I think the Cubs got him from the A's. 
Alfonso Rivas. He's oh, not yeah. he's not the prototypical like slugging first baseman. He is a contact first mm-hmm. athletic like first baseman. I'm I'm like excited to see. He almost had a grand slam yesterday against the Twins. Uh, that would have been awesome for him. I'm kind of excited to see him. I, again, I'm not. I don't know if he's going to make the future first baseman or whatever. But I just there's there's some guys to like. Hey, there's there's something here. Obviously, it's not what we want to be seeing right now. But at least we're starting to see a trickle in of a few guys. Who's like, all right, Manny Rodriguez. What, what can he do? Even Cody Hoyer. Like, hey, Cody Hoyer is like getting the job done. Does it mean anything? He's still young enough where you know we could they could build on this, keep him on track to back to his rookie year in 2020 when he was great for the Sox. Um, Rowan Wick, he's getting back from his injury. He had his best outing uh, against the Twins on Tuesday. So hey, there's there's at least something now. <laughs> there's a lot of ador- it, we're back to the endorphins kicking in when we want to inject minor league home runs into our veins. Uh, <laughs> you know, like we're Christian Hernandez right now. He's starting to light it up. Ed yes. Howard, Ed, Ed Howard has been Howard is a fantastic couple weeks. Um, Christian Hernandez's OPS is off the charts. He's hitting. He hit two jacks again yesterday. These guys are starting to. These guys are in that Arizona league. And I know um, uh, Tanner's down there throwing McDougal. Um, and there's a lot of good baseball going on down there. A lot of really good ball play. I, I mean, honestly, that if if there's a place to go that's not a major league place, I I would probably, if I could go watch those games, I think those are the games I'd actually enjoy as much as seeing any other level of baseball. Because right now, this draft and then next year, again, it'll be the same thing. So many studs. So many studs playing in the same place right now in a collection of of dudes that are going out there and so it's really fun to see those guys figure it out and start kind of trickling up and and you know see you know guys over in uh you know um what's the what's the the single a team god dang we're at Myrtle beach South Myrtle beach. Beach. yeah Myrtle, Myrtle, beach. Myrtle beach Myrtle beach they're at Myrtle beach and and the pelicans right and so he's yeah he's that, that he's moving over he's taking reps at second base now too and which tells me the cubs are looking at christian hernandez and possibly thinking hernandez might be the better option, but I, I still see Howard at short. I still see Hernandez moving to third um, over the course of time, but who knows that they're seeing and something. And guess what? They have another like 19 year old Kevin Made, or it's spelled made, but I don't know how to pronounce it. So I don't that wanna... dude looks so slick at shortstop. A whole reason to not sign Javi Baez in the offseason for an excessive amount of money, period. I don't Speaking of break oh, this up, ahead. but I do want to because this references what you were talking about earlier. Beef Love tweeted out, I need good Aaron Bummer. Like, I need air to breathe. Aaron Bummer just gave up a fucking piss missile. Well, that's not good. I'm just saying. Do you guys want uh, Cody Hoyer back? No. That's the Beef Jinx, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got to find it now because I'm going to go Beef ahead. Beef Nightingale. And... I had it again. <laughs> I want to leave this off on a cliffhanger if we're about to like wrap things, wrap things up. Speaking of Javier Baez, I honestly don't, like at this point, any long-term deal. I don't want uh, the Cubs doing that either. In terms of the qualifying offer, Kevin, mm-hmm. if you're the Cubs, if you're the head of the Cubs and you're looking at guys in the offseason, obviously you want the team to target some of the top free agents. Would you give up that comp pick for one of these free agents? I wouldn't give it up for Javi. Which no, you he, he got traded. That doesn't matter. He's not. You're not giving up anything for Javi. You got what? You deal with... Uh, so it would be like, you know, like, like Trevor Story, they have the senior Correa... Um, or do you go for like in terms of pitching? Because there's one name out there, Marcus Stroman, who he already got the qualifying offer last year. So I don't, I don't think you can get it two years in a row. Would you just target him as your big splash? I think. Well, after we heard what they what they what we sounds like the Cubs are going to do, where they're going to they're going to do this whole Pittsburgh Pirates thing again next year, where they 
go out and sign a bunch of crap. Yeah, it looks like they're going to do the Cubs thing again like, with the yeah. jock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. That, well, that's the, the Pirates have already been doing that. They sign these guys to minor league deals and they pan out, they trade them, they, they flip them, they get picks, blah, blah, blah. But I think that, that one thing that you don't have to worry about that with are your are pitchers, free agent pitchers. When they hit that market, and, you know, John Lester will attest to it too. Those guys, you can hit a team that's not already there yet. And it usually takes a starter. I feel like it takes a starter generally a little bit of time to get adjusted to their new environment. So it's not a bad thing if you're going to contend and not after, not in 2022, but 2023 to bring in the Stroman so he can kind of get a feel for being a Cub and, you know, in, insulate himself in that clubhouse. So he's not a new person coming into a season that has a little bit more at stake. So I think you do go after Stroman. I think you go after any arm that can benefit you deeper than and down the line, because those guys are irreplaceable as far as, you know, you you don't have to like say if I pick up a shortstop, I'm stuck with this guy for four years, and I have all these prospects coming up. A pitcher, you can find a spot for a good arm every time. Crochet is a great example. Steel is a good example. Stretching him out, but like Crochet is going to eventually get stretched out. But right now, he's more valuable in a relief role. You're able to fill in the blanks with really good talent. So I think you always go after the arms. I don't think the Cubs need to. I mean, I know it's 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 tempting. It really is tempting, but it's a waste of money. To me, I mean, if that's just making it, you know, signing someone for the sake of signing someone because they're good, but is it going to make the Cubs that much better? Will they be able to handle another year of blowing stuff up? That's unfair to some of those guys too. But if you can sign a guy that's willing to say, stick, you know, Willie keeps saying, I'm totally okay with being a part of a rebuild. I don't actually think that Willie knows (laughs) what it feels like to be, he's the guy that broke a damn TV in the dugout right before the all star break after going to the media and going nuts. Just, and that was with a good team. Like, imagine being on a team where... Well, no, that was the team that started to lose. That was This has to be the Cubs' train of thought this season. I mean, I would. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I would. You go get Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa is really good. But that's the thing. Carlos Correa, he's probably going to get close to $300 million. Yeah. I don't think at this point the Cubs are going to be like, yep, part of their line. Sucks. <laughs> I, so, yeah. So, I mean, uh, well, it is... Interesting. Oh, we have, uh, you know, some interesting baseball coming up as, you know, we are now in September. So the playoff, what do you want to call it? Push? Push. Run. Run. Zoe, do you want the Sox to lose a couple games to get interesting? No. <laughs> you know, have that Cleveland series mean a little something? Come on. Nope, not at all. <laughs> Fighters are on their toes moving forward. Losers I, are on their heels, moving backwards. You know yep. they got to go forward. And, and Tony Larusa is about to amp it up even more. Watch. And we again, we've talked, with you, we've talked about it on the show. It's so nice to have a manager, some a guy in charge, who has not only done this before, but have done it done it before successfully. That's why when I see Lance Lynn going on the DL or some of this other shit, it's like. It's part of his plan, dude. Like, is he perfect? No. But is it better to have a guy who's done it before than somebody who's just trying to figure it out? I would say so. Do you feel so. like this? I feel like they're figuring out how to manipulate the newer injury list rules, too. Oh, without like, a doubt. Like that, and that, that's, that's actually, that's evolution, I guess, too. So it's, because again, the old DL stuff and all that, like, you know, that, this is neat to see them using it as a, an opportunity to rest players and get other players reps, staying sharp and not like, not, non-contending still being good but but giving guys intermittent rest you know i mean rodon did well tonight right the rest seemed to pay off he went what five did he go five or did he go back out for the sixth i didn't see i didn't look at the i looked at it i think it was five. just five yeah okay so he went five gave up five hits one run one walk five k's in and out got his work in 
healthy, looks good. Next time up, maybe he'll extend a little bit more. But right now, you, you're getting him right again. And he seems right out of the gate. So it's working. Holy shit. Shelby Miller is pitching for the Pirates right now. Cubs legend. I just. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I think Shelby Miller started that game for the Cubs this year. Or was really? it last year? I don't know. It was last year. It seemed to all blend together right now. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say this, this is all blended together. Oh, Grandal showing the wheels. Oh, <laughs> hit a ball that hit the wall and still almost got thrown out at second base. <laughs> That's fantastic. There's nothing more funny. Uh, what is it? Torino's for the Cubs. Cubs catcher yesterday in Minnesota. He should have had, or 99% of players would have had it inside the park home run. He was like chugging to get to third base. <laughs> Stop, play the piano between second and short, second and third round shortstop. Starts playing really? Beethoven with the piano on his back, hops back off. I think during the Sox series too, uh, the catcher for the Cubs, Romine, when he when he scored like on a, I think it was like on a double, and he like barely scored. Fast. How about that too? That's the first triple of the season by a Cubs catcher. I mean, that to me is like, considering Willie has pretty good wheels. He just hasn't not a lot of gap. Yeah, ball to the right spot. Yeah, I guess. That's crazy though. That's a first triple for that that spot. That position is is it's a long time to get there. I mean, you obviously. No, why don't you make why don't you make Grand your guy? Because there's still people. A lot of people don't like him. There's a there's a a good section of White Sox Twitter where Grand their guy. That's true. So who's your guy now? Sheets. Sheets. Is this official? This official. But like, is he gonna stay up the whole time? But when he's not here, then I'm going Vaughn. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. See, I don't just, know why. Vaughn just stick with Vaughn. No, I like. I really like Sheets, though. Okay, all right. I think what. Well, no, when Sheets is, isn't on the team, you have to be complaining. Why isn't Sheets on the team? Well, yeah, that, if he's your uh, guy, yeah. I still need a guy in the contract. You must complain, <laughs> right? But I think the thing that put me over the top with Sheets is on Instagram. He hosted the Charlotte Knights fantasy football draft, and he's the commissioner of the league. Okay, all right. So any, any, any good advice? Remember we had this discussion. I judge a lot of my fandom for guys that I want to drink a 30 rack of Bush light with. And after seeing that with sheets, I'm like, all right, I'll fuck with this guy. So that and he hits bombs. Yeah. I like his nickname. That's uh, some socks. Twitter has for him. Gavin bonds. Gavin bombs. Gavin Bonds after Barry oh. Bonds. Oh, not all that. All he does is hit bot. Like, look at it. I think he has like what, like five home runs? And I mean, yes, but <laughs> I don't know. Have fun with it, though. Come on, Gavin Bonds. No, you know me, and you know one of my biggest pet peeves on draft night is when they're like, "This kid, this no, kid could be the next Gavin Mike Trout." I fucking hate it when people do that. So, By the way, yeah. I do want to remind you, this guy, this guy shut the White Sox out. I just want to make sure that anybody that sees this picture shut the White Sox out on Saturday. Man, I, for the people listening for, at the last week's from uh, the One Away podcast, I said I didn't think it was going to be a shutout, but I said Sox fans are going to be frustrated when Alec Mills leaves the game and you guys didn't score as many runs as he thought. <laughs> I was I was right. I feel like it did set Hendricks up to get lit, though, because they saw like the same dude basically <laughs> days in a row. Oh yeah, for sure. And like, I don't know, they were a little. Uh... So I think I I think the last few times Hendricks has been brutal against the Sox. The Sox just destroy that sinker and change up. 
We talked about it last uh, on the 108. There's a couple guys in that lineup that just have a good swing, keep their hands back. Abreu, Lu- Luis Robert, uh, Eloy. Those guys will have success because they they have hand strength power with with just their hands. Like they don't need the lower half to hit a baseball 400 feet, and they can sit back and hit a baseball hard just with just their upper body. And that that's what those guys did. And they you saw it against Kyle. I mean, he got lit by those those especially I think Robert right. He hit two jacks that day. It was like eight earned uh, runs. At least one of them. Yeah, I just saw the comment from Alex talking about Korea and free agency. Yeah, like Detroit. De- Detroit's been interesting. If they get Carlos Correa, that's gonna be fun next year in the AL Central. Detroit has some pitchers. I I really don't want to see Carlos Correa on the Detroit. <laughs> no, and you got to think now that Miggy has hit his milestones. He's about to retire. Yeah, Maybe he might ride off into that sunset and get them out of that money for opening up. Dude, Detroit, I said it before the season even started. I know it's on one of these fucking shows that Detroit is going to be better than people think they're going to be. And they have a lot of good young pitching and a lot of good young talent. And if they get a guy like Carlos Correa, that could be a fucking problem. I mean, Detroit Tigers heading into Wednesday night or after today's game against the A's that they won. Eight six. They're six. I mean, they're still below five hundred. We're sixty three seven and seventy one. What's the record after the All Star break? After the All Star, I think it's even longer than that. Let's see. Detroit Tiger, because weren't they at a stretch where like they had one of the best records or something? It was like there was like a certain stretch of time where like they were like ten games above five hundred or something. Let's see here. You know, but Carlos Correa, man, that guy's gonna get paid. He's gonna be the one that gets the biggest contract, right? This offseason? Carlos Correa. Yeah. Yes. So let's see. They were they were forty one and fifty. They were forty and fifty one heading into the All Star break, and now they're at sixty three and seventy one. So they're what twenty three and something. I'm not doing math. Twenty three and twenty. So they've been above five hundred. But I think it goes even before that. They started to get hot before, like back in. like in the first half. But they got that – they have, like, Casey Mize. They got that kid with the dreads that was an all-star, the reliever. Was it Soto or what's his last name? Is it, It's one of them. Yeah, but he's fucking good. Like, they got a lot of really good young pitchers. If they had a Carlos Correa to the mix, yeah, they're still probably a year or two away, but, like, that's a good fucking young team. And the White Sox are a good fucking young team. And Cleveland, I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but the White Sox Detroit rivalry. Could, I'm here for a good old Chicago Detroit rivalry for the next ten years. So hey, it's, been, it's been a while because recently it's yep. been White Sox Cleveland or White Sox Twins. Mm-hmm. So yeah, White Sox Tigers. Let's get yep. that going. Sign me up for that. Let's go. But fun dynamic. All right, everybody. For all those fids, I'm Zo. That's an hour and a half. We love all you. Uh, be good to each other, and we'll see you guys next week. Rebuild of the favorites. We here for the latest. Yeah. South side or the north side. Not tuned to the greatest. Home team for the home teams. Both sides got our own rings. On the mound or the long ball. But we don't put the wrong strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's that time of the year now. Wrigley or Gantee. So the whole league that we here now. New show with a new mood. Discussions and interviews. Straight rumors that might be. This is Pinwheels and Knife. Yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah You can put it on the board, yeah Every season make it all change Take me out to the bar game 
is what you waiting for, yeah. This is what you waiting for. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season make it all change. Take me out to the bar, yeah. This is what you waiting for, yeah. You can put it on a boy, yeah. Every season make it all change. Every season make it all change. Take me out to the bar, yeah.